Hello, my name is Kelly Bramblett and I am passionate about helping others live a high vibe lifestyle so that they're able to feel their absolute best. I am a self-help author as well as a certified general life coach and law of attraction practitioner. I specialize in both trauma recovery and mindset coaching. You can learn more about my work and my weekly blog by visiting my website at www.kellybramblett.com or to make it easier, just my first and last name.com. I am so happy you've joined me here today for this high vibe podcast episode. So if you're ready, let's go ahead and dive in. Hello, and welcome to my sixth High Vibe podcast episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited about today's topic, and I think it's super important for all of us to understand. But today I'm going to be discussing with you what shadow work is and what it means when we hear people talking about it, because it's getting talked about everywhere. It seems like right now we're hearing this term shadow work, you know, and it's like I think sometimes these spiritual terms get thrown around so loosely and so often and they almost become these trendy buzzwords that they lose their power and the meaning gets lost in 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 all of that somehow many people I feel like don't always know exactly what those words mean and you have a lot of people kind of speculating which brings a lot more confusion to the issue so Today, I'm going to be talking about all things shadow work, um, what that means, why it's important for you. So I'm going to take a quick break and I will be right back to dive into this interesting topic with you. Shadow work is creating space in your life to take an honest evaluation of the humanistic self or the ego mind. I mean, working with the shadow is working with the ego, basically. They're interchangeable there. But doing this work with the intention of promoting healing, personal development, and spiritual growth. The key word here is honest evaluation. Now, I use this phrase constantly in my work because it's so important and because my work with trauma does involve a lot of shadow work. So I think it's first really important to understand how the ego will respond as you start doing this work. The ego is going to create a lot of fear around this honest evaluation that you must take when you're doing shadow work. And this created fear, this ego created fear is going to cause you to want to protest some of these things that show up for you during shadow work. And these things will be different for everyone. This process looks different depending on the healing that you're doing, the type of growth that you're doing, what wounds you're you're dealing with in your own personal triggers. So those those things that show up for you, they're going to be different for you than they are for me or that they are for anybody else. So the key here is to align with your broader perspective before you go into any type of shadow work session. When you create this alignment with your broader perspective going into doing this type of shadowy work, um, what ends up happening is you're able to really quiet the voice of ego, dispel that fear that the ego is going to try to create around this type of work. It's really important to understand that there's no such thing as the perfect person. Nobody here is perfect. Not me, not you, not anyone. 
We're all imperfect in our humanity. The contrast that you experience here is the entire purpose of your time here on earth. The ego will try to introduce shame as a response to the honest evaluation of your shadow self. But if you're aware of this, it's really, really simple to transcend feelings of shame and find deep comfort in this work. The best way to avoid becoming attached to the judgmental energy of ego when doing this work is to not identify with the shadowy energy, but rather to be the non-judgmental observer of it. What this means is it means avoiding labeling yourself based on lower vibrational energy-led actions. So to clarify this, for example, let me give you an example here. So this is, if you see and you notice during your time with this work that you have a habit of being dishonest, acknowledge the behavior as being what it is, but don't label yourself a liar. It's these types of labels that we create during this time that create the unhealthy stories that perpetuate these toxic behaviors that we have when we're doing this type of work or the toxic behaviors that have led us to wanting to do shadow work. It's very, very important that you're gentle on yourself, that you remind yourself as these things are coming up for you that we all have to do this work. So allow that understanding to dismiss any shame that shows up for you because like I said you're going to have the shame and the guilt over some things and that is where a lot of people get hung up doing shadow work and where they want to like throw in the towels and this is where that uncomfortableness is birthed from so being prepared for it is huge knowing to expect it is huge and then you can kind of disassociate from it and say okay I understand that right now my ego is trying to protect me this is scary for my ego and there's a lot of fear happening right now and you know my ego is communicating to me with feelings of shame and guilt and fear and that may lead you to wanting to stay in denial and like I said this is where a lot of people don't go any further with this work initially because they deny or they make excuses or they justify or taking that honest evaluation all of a sudden becomes not so honest as they begin to kind of like create the justifications to certain things so it's really about being able to take this accountability without taking in the shame that goes with it and again just realizing like we're all imperfect we all came here to do exactly this type of work and really leaning into the idea of being proud of yourself the fact that you are taking this time and creating the space for your healing for your personal development for your spiritual growth despite the fact that it's like super uncomfortable like you should be really proud of that so lean into those feelings and that concept and that way of perceiving your work and just go ahead and let the ego know like thank you for you know trying to keep me safe here but I have this handled now like I am in alignment with my broader perspective and so I can see that that this is okay and anytime you're working with the shadow, especially, you know, if you're doing really intense work or healing really like intense traumas, it's important that you really step up your self-care during this time because it is such a fragile time. It requires a lot of vulnerability on your part and the work can be particularly draining to some degree. So you need to make sure that you're filling that space back up with plenty of self-care. You're being very gentle on your 
yourself, resting when you need rest, staying hydrated, eating well, and just overall really taking care of yourself through the process because that's going to help build the foundation for this work and make it even stronger. So you're going to avoid labeling yourself during this process as well, as I've already mentioned. If you find yourself creating these labels for yourself or kind of having this negative self-talk show up during your shadow work sessions, it's really important just to stop that thought right there. Acknowledge now that you see that you're kind of being led by ego and kind of disassociate from those labels and then create something more empowering to replace those negative thoughts with. Using affirmations while you're delving into shadow work is really a great tool. So come up with a couple affirmations that apply to what you're working with and kind of have those just on standby if you need them for when these kind of self-sabotaging thoughts or self-demeaning thoughts show up for you. You can stop that thought right in its track and immediately replace it with your affirmation. And on so many levels, this creates shift. On just a biological level in the brain, you're doing the work when you do this when you replace that negative thought with a positive affirmation about yourself you're doing the work biologically in the brain to create healthier neuropathways so that you're going to be more prone to automatically thinking in this positive way in the future but it does take consistency so consistency is key in anything something else that I always really like to warn people of as they begin to kind of delve into the subject of shadow work and start doing this work is to be aware of shadow work addiction. It's important to understand that healing and growth happen in cycles by working through steps and stages. Working within the shadow is just one step on the healing and transformational journey. When you're taking a walk into the darkness, it's crucial to bring your light. So what I mean by bring your light is you need to make sure that you are doing doing your other inner work as well, that you're carving out time daily for your positive practice and that connection, whether that's prayer, meditation, whatever that is for you. Navigating through your shadow can be a very tricky terrain and it's so easy to fall prey to the ego's convincing voice if you aren't doing your work in alignment with your broader perspective. I've witnessed so many women get stuck in this phase and allow the identification to the work to hold them in a never ending cycle of feeling like there is more and more work to be done before they can move forward. We will always be asked to continue to grow and learn, but it isn't a continuous process. After doing this kind of intense work, it's important to take a break and enjoy the growth and the learned lessons from your time spent in your shadowy depths. So what I'm really saying here is you have to take a break in between. Like I said, I see so many women get stuck in this cycle and they're just kind of like living in the shadows. And I always tell people we're meant to visit our shadows, but we are not meant to live in our shadows. And it's so easy to get stuck in the shadow work addiction of feeling like there's more and more and more work to be done. And the truth is, yes, you're right in saying that there is more work to be done if you're in this space, because there's always more work to be done. Our work never ends, but it's not 
a sprint. Okay. It's not, it's, we have this whole life to do this work and we're not meant to do it in one short period of time and then be finished with it. It's more, we're meant to do it. We grow, we expand, we learn, we plateau sometimes for a little bit. We enjoy, you know, the blessings that come with that growth. And then new issues come up that require our attention or new wounds are created that we need to visit and heal or, you know, things come up that you hadn't even thought of before all of a sudden that are showing up randomly. And not only that, you know, you might be asked to even revisit some of the wounds that you felt like you had already healed previously. Healing isn't linear. Either is this work. You do it when you feel called to, you do it when you need to, but it's so important to understand, like I said, that you're supposed to visit there for the purpose of growth, but you're supposed to be living in the light. That's where you're going to be the most happiest, the most fulfilled, and also receive the most clear guidance when you are doing this kind of shadow work. Shadow work covers a wide range of issues from trauma recovery to healing pesky triggers. So this work will look different for everyone. I always recommend finding a support system of some sort when you begin working with the shadow, especially if you're working to heal severe trauma and wounding. Um, whether that's a coach like myself, a therapist, a trusted friend who's able to hold space for you without any judgment, wherever you're able to find that support, I think it's so important to have support in place for this type of work because it is really intense and it's just nice to have somebody there to let you know that the things you're feeling and this intensity is okay and kind of just support you through the uncomfortableness of this work. So I'm going to go over the basic steps with you, but... This isn't really technique. There's many techniques that you can work with or use when you're doing shadow work. So these are basically the steps and I'll do other podcasts in the future. I'm sure about techniques and different stuff like that. For me, it always comes back to journaling. I've been a writer, I think, since honestly birth. I've written my whole life. And so when I do any kind of inner work, I I usually always focus that around journaling and incorporate that work and inner work into my journaling practice because that's the easiest way for me to process. I receive so many downloads that way, you know, when I'm just kind of allowing that automatic writing process to kind of take over and reread through what I've written later, there's always tons of information there that is given to me through that process. So for me, I I'm always like recommend journaling for any inner work. I think it's just an amazing practice in general. So the first step is to be the non-judgmental observer of your subconscious thoughts and triggers. And I've already kind of talked to you about this in this podcast earlier on when I was kind of explaining what shadow work is. This is really the first step. And again, I have to stress being the non-judgmental observer. So, you know, like I've already spoken with you about It's really important to avoid those feelings of shame and guilt when you're doing this work. There really is no place for shame and guilt in this work because those feelings are always going to hinder you from being able to be in that uncomfortable space. So it's really just about surrendering to the discomfort in this situation and being willing to really take that hard, honest evaluation of your triggers and your subconscious thoughts. So I actually have a course coming up, a six-month long masterclass that I'm going to be launching if everything goes right around June, but also this is very fluid right now. I'm definitely not rushing 
going through this process of getting this material ready because I want this work to be, you know, the best it can be and help everyone to change their lives that works within this masterclass. I spend a full month working with through just this first step, which is just like bringing those subconscious thoughts to the to the forefront of your mind and kind of like really figuring out like what's going on back there because we aren't aware of most of the thoughts that we're having. And so if things aren't going right in your outer world, guaranteed that there's things being talked about in your inner world that are creating that resistance in your outer world because the outer really does always reflect what's happening on the inside. So this first step alone does require in itself some amount of real time persistence and again most importantly consistency as with all you know practices that are made to help you grow and develop and expand. So the second step is once you've gone through the identification process you've you know evaluated your triggers and your wounds from this non-judgmental perspective you are going to now identify from that observation what needs to be healed so it's through this identification process that you're really going to get to the crux and the originating source of your triggers and wounding and the things that are like calling you to be healed and again this work will push you way past your comfort zone and you must be willing to go forth fearlessly for the sake of growth. So while it may be very uncomfortable in all of these phases, it's just important just to be okay being uncomfortable. Just know that going in that it's going to be uncomfortable and just allow yourself to be okay with that discomfort. Once you've identified what it is exactly that needs to be healed, you know, at whatever phase you're at or whatever time, the next step is going to be to really explore these triggers and wounds from the loving perspective of your true self. And by true self, I'm talking about your broader perspective, your inner being, that part of you that's connected to source energy. Energy, so it's only able to work with these difficult topics through the energy of pure love. You really have to be able to be, not have to be able, but you really need to be in alignment always before you're doing any inner work. So this kind of just is an extension of that need. As you're looking through and processing, you know, these wounds and triggers, it needs to be done from the most loving space that you're able to become, to get into alignment. So part of this exploration process is asking questions like, where did this first come from? Where did this specific wound originate from tracing those steps back to the originating source of your wounding and then extending any forgiveness that needs to be extended to yourself or to other people this is the step where you begin to get into that forgiveness phase as you're doing this healing work and almost always as someone who's lived for over 20 years in unresolved trauma up until you know the last three years 2016 to be specific when you've been living in trauma and unresolved wounding and that energy it's almost always guaranteed that you really need a lot of self-forgiveness because the wounded tend to wound others and so it's important that as you're going through this phase and this step that you have to face that with that loving attitude extend that forgiveness to yourself and be gentle on yourself and say okay like yes you know these are some things that I've done because of this wounding but I'm going to extend forgiveness to myself I was doing the best I knew how to do with what I had at the time and just be really gentle on yourself and on other people 
who you might need to extend forgiveness to as well. So that's what I mean when I say explore from the perspective of your true self or your broader perspective. You're connected to love. You are viewing everything from this loving energy and you've really quieted that voice of ego. So once you've kind of done this exploration, the next step is to really identify and process the lessons. So every single thing or challenge, I should say, that's presented to us is here for your life learning, growing, and expansion. So part of doing shadow work is taking something that might have been dark, negative, hurtful, and then bringing the light out in that situation because there is a balance in every aspect of this work. And so it's about shining the light on the darkness and gaining that balance and bringing that balance back into play. So it's about looking for the lessons. What were you made to learn through this experience? And how can you use this lesson for your growth, your expansion, your development, and most importantly, when you're doing shadow work, your healing. So this stage and of the shadow work is really all about looking for the lessons, processing those lessons, and then applying what you learned to your life so that you've grown from this experience. This knowledge and understanding of your wounds and triggers alone is enough to really kickstart the healing process. So just understanding it, that healing begins to happen. So it's important that you understand that what you're learning through this process is healing you and it's helping to shift your energy towards love and away from any resentment, bitterness, or victim mentality that you may have developed because of these wounds and triggers. And the very last step, which is maybe the most important step when doing shadow work, is to enjoy the rewards of your hard work and the benefits of committing to doing it in pursuit of living your most joyous life. Or in other words, lean into love and allow the joy to follow. It's important as I talked to you about earlier, you know, that you don't get caught in that shadow work addiction. And so, you know, take some breaks. Once you've done some amount of this work and you've kind of like healed some of this stuff, don't just immediately jump in and start looking for more shadow work to do, more things to heal, more wounds to take care of. Let what you've healed incubate for a little while. Enjoy your growth. Bask in a celebratory energy of what you've accomplished through this hard work and like allow yourself to kind of reap the benefits for a little while before you jump right in. Life is all about sacred cycle. I'm huge on this right now. And part of that sacred cycle means that we go through periods of rest and we go through periods of darkness and shadow and light, much like the sacred cycles we see manifested physically when we look at the different seasons here on our planet Earth. We also go through seasons throughout our life and we will cycle in and out of these seasons many times. You're not always meant to be in the season of shadow. So it's important that when you've been there for a while, you've visited, allow that spring energy to come back inside of you. Enjoy the light, welcome the light back in, and remember that that's truly where you live. We live in the light. We're only meant to visit our shadow. I hope that this has been helpful for you and cleared up maybe some questions you had about shadow work and got you started. If you would like to learn more, I have a lot of resources on my websites 
www.kellybramblett.com. My blog page there, I also do one-on-one coaching. And as I said, I do have an amazing six months to transformation masterclass that's going to be launched in the next few months. Like I said, I'm letting it incubate. I'm letting it come naturally, but it is on the horizon. It is a project I've been working on for over a year now. So I'm putting a lot of love into this project. I have the workbook set up and edited. I just got that done um, around Christmas time professionally so that I don't have to worry about my horrible spelling in my workbook. I'm, you know, been spending a ton of time on this and this program is going to be amazing for those of you who are really wanting to dive deep into this work and also just have a great support system while you're doing it. Keep an eye out for that for sure if this is something that you're interested in and you want that kind of like group support in this kind of fun setting. I am going to wish everyone a good day now. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're up to, make it great. And as always, I'm sending out so much love to each and every one of you. Thank you so much for listening.